0: Hey guys, Paul Rick here. Welcome back to the Baseball Dad Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about two mistakes that especially parents of pitchers make when their son starts to move up level. So if your son is a pitcher, and in, in, at any kind of competitive level of baseball, let's say, you know, from 10U up, there will most likely never be a year of his career from this point forward where he will be asked to pitch less. There's never going to be a year where they're going to say, hey, we're going to shorten the season to this many games, or we're only going to have the kids throw this many time, this many starts, or this or this many pitches. No, in fact, it, it all moves up. Each and every year that your son pitches, he will be asked to play in longer seasons that might go even as long as nine months. He may be asked to have more appearances, more, more games that he pitches in. He may be asked to throw more innings and to have more pitches. His recovery time between seasons, between starts, even between innings and pitches might change as we see now, you know, pitch clocks are starting to be introduced in minor league baseball, which if your son is probably under the age of 14, he will definitely have to encounter before he's done with college or maybe even high school because that that is definitely something that if it works, will trickle down to make the game shorter. So his recovery time between pitches and innings might even be shorter because obviously the opposing pitcher will be on a pitch clock too, which will make the inning recovery shorter. So when it comes to throwing more, it's what we call pitching coaches call, you know, your workloads. And so as workloads increase, there's a few things that will come into effect. And these are things that affect a pitcher's performance, their ability to go out to compete, to play their best and also their long-term health. So each and every year, I will get calls from parents where they will say, hey, he moved up to 12U or 14U or he's in high school now or he's in college now. And all of a sudden, you know, he's having trouble. He, he can't throw strikes. Um, he can't make it out of the, out of the third inning. Um, he, he's lost control of his pitches. Um, he's tired. He's hurt. His elbow hurts. He's got tendonitis. He's got a shoulder, whatever. All these kind of problems start to surface. And, and here, is, here are the, the, real, the two main reasons why. Number one is that as players develop, there's kind of like a base of, I don't know what you would call it exactly. I'm sure there's some kind of medical or scientific term, but you know, like when you're kind of 9, 10, 11, 12, you can kind of sort of do anything, right? Like you can eat, you know, a a cheeseburger and go out and run around and you can, you can play a basketball game and go right to your baseball game, right? There's, there's kind of like whatever that is in youth. And as we start to grow, and as the things that we do, as our, our workloads increase, things that we do as a pitcher increases, we have to prepare for that. And oftentimes, we're looking at the past as the best indicator of how we're going to perform in the future. And if we're like, hey, 9, 10, 11 years old, he, he, he's been fine. He's been great. He's in great shape. He's not going to have a problem. But then all of a sudden, if you increase the workloads, a couple things change. And those changes can have an impact on performance and health. So let me give you a few Examples and before I do that, the second mistake that parents make is they will say things to me. Oh, oh, he's such a strong kid. He's he you know he works out, he trains. He's such a strong kid. He can do a hundred push-ups. And there's a difference between being strong and being prepared to pitch. And there's a difference between being prepared to pitch at lower levels and then adjusting that training and that preparation to pitch when your workloads increase so let me give you a few kind of metaphors analogies that really help let's say your son can run a mile he's got he's got the endurance he's got the strength he can he can run a mile no problem he it doesn't it doesn't crush him doesn't take the wind out of him he's fine if I make that 1.1 mile 1.2 miles you you probably will not see a difference but if I make that three miles there's a preparation that will probably carry him if he can run the mile efficiently he could probably run 1.2 maybe 1.5 probably with very little difference or maybe not even a noticeable difference but if you start taking it out to two or three miles and then you start taking out to two or three miles consistently he might be able to tough through the first couple rounds of that but over time that will start to erode and time can move kind of quickly so if you have a a a A pitcher who's you know I don't know playing a 40 game season all of a sudden it's a 60 game season he might be okay but then if you start to extend that season or has to do it year over year now you'll start to see a change in that pitcher's ability to maintain so he might be built for the mile and if he's built for the mile and the race is a mile and a half or a mile and three quarters he might be fine but once that race starts to get out past that He's not built. He doesn't have the endurance to run that race. So oftentimes we see kids move up from 10U to 12U or 12U to 14U or or up to high school. And all of a sudden the season gets longer and the practices get longer and the workloads are more, the pitches, the innings, the appearances, and the season is longer. We all of a sudden see a kid who's built for one mile. He starts to have to run two or three mile races and he's just not built for that. He's just not prepared for that. So understand that all of the training and preparation that your son does year in and year out has to increase based on what's going to be asked of him so a training program is not just kind of a bunch of stuff to do which is very frustrating for me um, because it's something we've been preaching for well well over a decade probably close to two decades now and we hear things like well they go to a strength training program and they do they do a bunch of stuff they do bands and they do Uh, medicine balls and they do just kind of a bunch of stuff and everybody's kind of on the same program well everybody shouldn't be on the same program the whole team should not go to a group training um, session if if this is something that's important to your son if he's a pitcher and he's moving up levels he needs an individualized program he needs something that's going to help build and maintain and then adapt and modify for what's being asked of him so if you just take, take a college pitcher who's going to play 50, 60 games, and all of a sudden he goes to minor league baseball, and he might be playing 90 games, 120 games, or up to major league baseball, he's playing 162 games, he obviously can't prepare the same way for 50, 60 games as he would for two and a half times that, that number of games. The training is going to have to change. And with training come, also comes recovery, and there's a whole cycle there. So it's important to know that as your son is always going to be asked to pitch more, that you're always preparing him for the race that he's going to run. Now, the second thing is, but he's strong. He's really strong. Well, he might be strong. But just like in the mile race, if, if we looked at his running form in the first mile of the race versus the third mile of the race as he begins to fatigue we would see running form break down when running form breaks down you know that there's more risk of injury to your ankle to your knee shin splints hips right we that's that's really obvious to anyone who knows anything about just walking mechanics running mechanics well the same thing happens with pitching so if we have a kid who's great for a 30 game season but now he's going to play a 60 game season or a 40 or 50 game season now all of a sudden in that second phase of the season or that for that final third phase third part of the season we start to see that when a pitcher fatigues their mechanics are going to break down when their mechanics are going to break down their velocity is going to drop their control is going to drop their ability to throw pitches are going to drop and their ability to stay in the game and pitch past what they're conditioned and prepare for will change when all of that changes their risk of their, their performance will go down and their risk of injury will go up there's just no two ways about it. So as your son is developing and moving up levels of baseball, it is vitally important that the training and the preparation for the season he's going to, how the, the level he's moving up to and what's going to be asked of him at that level also has to increase with it. And like you've probably heard me say a million times on this podcast, the best thing that you could do is get a qualified, competent Strength professional who can help you develop a program where you can say, Hey, this is the team my son's going to be on. He's probably going to pitch this many games. He'll probably throw this many pitches per game. Um, this many, you know, it's not so it, the innings aren't as, are as important. Um, the number of innings aren't as important to the total workload. It's how he gets to the total workload that's important. It's the time between innings and the intervals of those innings. But m- more or less, if you go to a trainer and say, Look, I want my son to prepare to be able to support his mechanics, number one. So the base strength to support mechanics. The endurance to repeat those mechanics. However many pitches he's going to throw per game. Let's say 100 pitches total, including warm-ups in between innings and game pitches. 100 pitches, and he's going to pitch 15 times. So I'm really preparing my kid to throw 1,500 pitches. That doesn't include bullpen pitches and, and, and messing around on the side. I need to prepare my son for that so that he can support his mechanics repeat his mechanics safely and effectively and do everything he can to give his best team a chance to compete that's how you prepare your son not by kind of saying well he's going to a strength training program and they do a bunch of stuff the whole team goes there that's going to be a recipe for disaster because that's not going to prepare him specifically for what is coming at the level that he's going to and all, and all too often we do the training that got us to the last level in an attempt to help us prepare for the next level and it just never does. And this is something that doesn't. I, and, and it's very innocent because really if, if you're just like, you know, a parent who's not in the game or doesn't have an experience of the game. And, and certainly the game has changed a lot that even if you did have a lot of experience in the game growing up, it would be really hard to, to know that, to know how the game works. Now um, it just catches parents off guard and some really well-intentioned, well-meaning parents who put their son in what they think are really good programs end up with this problem very innocently end up with this problem um and it's so so easy to solve and it's just one that it's hard you know it, it's it's just kind of it's it's one that there's a solution to there's a real easy solution to so when i see that i just think if there's a real easy solution to so, to something to get with um, either a pitching coach and a strength coach who can work together, or at least a strength coach who understands enough about pitching and preparation that can prepare you for the season. I think it's really avoidable. And to me, I think the the problems and the situations that um, we can avoid, we should because there's so much about this game that that you know is is hard to control. And, um, so the things that we can, we definitely should. So, um, hope this helps. Thanks for listening. If you guys have a question, um, you can head on over to baseball show.com. You can link to the Facebook group there. We're encouraging, um, dads to ask their question inside the baseball dads group because, um, there's a couple thousand dads there and you'll get the experience of all those dads. And then my team will get the question to me and then we'll answer it right here on the baseball dads show. So thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I want to let you know I have a new book out specifically for Baseball Dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to BaseballDadsBook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So, again, it's BaseballDadsBook.com. Thanks.